Hey, Jason Rice here for another episode of Lot Party Show. And again, what this Lot Party is all about, if you've never heard of the term or used it on your lot, I know in the Midwest we do, and I think up in the Northeast to do, I've run in some dealerships that never used the term Lot Party, but for us at the dealership, a Lot Party was when we needed to rotate that physical lot around. We wanted to get the trucks maybe into the front line or the cars into the, into the front line, and we'd get key up the cars, get all the sales staff and porters and start moving that inventory around to maybe spicing things up. Or maybe it snowed and we got to get the plow out. So we get everybody, all the team members together for a lot party, hit that lot and start moving things around. So this show is about what we can do, but mostly on the virtual lot. You know, a lot of focus is on that physical lot, but we need to get that virtual lot. We're going to have a hundred to a thousand more customers on our virtual lot today and maybe only a handful or a dozen or two customers on my physical lot. So make sure that virtual lot is stirred up. And again, this show is about giving you some tips on not just inventory management, but also process management on internet leads and things like that. So the other thing I want to talk about is our featured dealer of the week. I have a little frame up here. You guys send me some of your plates. Okay. I love to have some dealer plates. You can see some here from my travels over the, over the years. I grabbed some of the dealer plates, but send me a plate. Uh, you can go to lotpop.com under contact us. The address is there. Send us a plate like the free cheer on the show and maybe even line up a a, a interview with you on the show, maybe some best practices or challenges at your stores that other dealers can relate to. So I'd like to add that. So again, uh, feel free to send us a plate like the feature there. Now, over the last few weeks, I've been talking about inventory management and what key metrics to measure with your inventory to make sure week after week you're improving. Uh, uh, two weeks ago, I talked about uh, the stocking, or I'm sorry, no, I talked about marketing. And what key metrics are important week after week to make sure you're improving the marketing of your cars? Some of that's going to be missing photo percentages, or is our SRPs and VDPs up or down? You know, so check out two weeks ago the episode. Uh, you can see that on AutoDealerLive.net and look at the old episodes two weeks ago. But I also post it on my Lot Pop channel on YouTube, so check it out there. But uh, and then the previous week, last week, we talked about the stocking of your inventory. Now, again, stocking's crucial to having the right car, the right inventory mix to what we're selling and what we're carrying. So check out that episode's one over stocking. This week, I'm going to talk about ROI. What's our return on investment? And not just what's our average gross to, you know, and is our average gross or our total gross improving or increasing or decreasing? I want to look at other key metrics that will tell me, you know, is our inventory shifting in the right direction week after week? You know, analogy I use sometimes I read in a coaching book was, you know, every NFL team goes to uh, every season at the beginning of the season, their goal is to get to the Super Bowl. But week after week, they don't talk about the Super Bowl. They don't have an interview this week saying, hey guys, what are you guys working on this week uh, focusing on? Well, it's the Super Bowl. No, they look at the next team. You know, Each week, it's a different team. And each team is different. Some teams are, are strong that I'm going to go against that are special teams, uh, that are great special teams, and maybe I'm weak. Or maybe it's a great defensive team. And so i got to make adjustments in my offense. And then they're weak on defense. And so, uh, so I can, or they're weak on offense, and, and I'm strong in defense. So we're going to make adjustments based week after week on that team to ultimately get to that Super Bowl. And if I can do the right thing week after week, we get there. So a lot of dealerships have goals for their used car inventory and say, or even their new car, I want to sell 200 cars a month. Okay, well, how are you getting there? Um, well, then they're going to track you know, certain metrics. 
But each week, it could be a different issue. Again, this week, my photo percentage could be down. I got to focus on that. Next week, it could be I don't have enough fresh inventory. I got to buy some cars. So I got to look at stocking. So each week, I got to make adjustments to get to that 200 units. So again, last two, three weeks here, and I'm going to go next week, I'm going to go into kind of what metrics to measure and just your current inventory status. But right now, we're talking about ROI. And each week, we got to make adjustments. We can't just look at our average gross and our total gross and our unit sales to see if we're being profitable or not. So here's some of the metrics that we're going to cover. I'm going to take my eyes off because, again, I'm going to be pulling up some numbers and some charts here. We have a chart pop up over here. One of the things that we're going to look at is week over week. Are we selling more cars? Now, when we help our dealerships, we, we, do, we pull it weekly, but we look at the last two weeks, especially you know, a smaller store that's not selling that many units. One week could be a bad week. Another week could be a, a good week. So I look at a two-week window. And you can see here this dealership, you know, went from 43 cars in a two-week window to 48 cars. So this week, they're obviously improving their volume of their inventory, of their sales. So that's a good thing. You know, are we up or down in our volume of our inventory? That's going to affect our total ROI for that department. Another chart, and this is crucial, I've covered this a lot, but... If we're not making enough gross and we're not doing enough volume, we're not pushing enough inventory through, or it really comes down to where are you selling that inventory. Our gross is affected if we're selling too many age cars. Age cars have minimal to no profit at all unless you're writing these things down or just you know not caring about age and have them marked up until you sell them. But if you're consistently trying to stay on a, a good aging policy, you know usually by 60 days, you're not really making much profit at all in these cars. So you want to minimize the amount of age cars you want to do, obviously less than 10%, but even more, less than that if possible. So each week, look at what you sold zero to 30, 30 to 60 and 60 plus. So for an example, this dealer this week sold 62% of their sales went out in the first 30 days and then 35% went out in that middle bucket and only 3% went out age. So is that better or worse than last week? Again, is my gross is down midweek, mid-month or, or not? And this is a major reason why. And if I'm not making enough gross, I obviously got to see what's going on with my fresh stuff and get it moving. So that's a huge metric to understand your total gross profit potentials and what you're, where you're pushing that inventory out. Another thing is, you know, we pull data out of systems uh, like a V Auto and stuff, which will show you what percentage uh, price to market is your inventory and what percentage cost to market. So if the market average price is 10 grand and I price it at 9,500, I'm at 95% price to market. The other thing you'll look at is my cost to retail market, not cost to wholesale, but my cost to market. So if I own it at 8,500, that means I'm at 85% of the 10 grand retail price. So the goal would be, I think, to have a good 10% spread. And are we hitting that or not? And if we're not, that's probably hurting our gross. So you can see this store here, pricing at 94, owning at 87%. So they got a 7% spread. And you can see in that green graph where that line's going down. So he had more spread in his inventory and now it's getting less. So again, that's affecting my gross profit. I can raise my prices and bring that spread up, but Again, it's an indicator if I'm slowing down sales, what we talked about two graphs ago, if I'm slowing down sales, then maybe I, I gotta have to bring that pricing back down. So again, that's why it's important to look at volume. I can increase my prices to try to get that spread back, but if it slows down my unit sales and I'm selling less fresh stuff, then that plan's not working, I'm gonna have to drop that pricing again, okay? Cost up pricing doesn't help your inventory at all. So you gotta make sure you're measuring that out. Then efficiency. Now I'm going to show you two, uh, the graph here. There's a black and there is a green. 
Okay, the green is the dealership's average investment. And you can see here at 22,100, this dealership's average investment is going up. That black line is what we call the efficiency. We want to be very efficient or velocity with our inventory. Efficiency would be how many units are we selling to the dollars we're carrying, okay? So if I carry a million, if I sell 100 cars, okay, and I'm on a million dollars in inventory, it's almost like a .0010, but let's just say a 10% efficiency as an easy number. So now next month, if I only sell 75 units on that same million, again, I'm not as efficient as I was uh, a month ago. Or if I sell 125 units on that same million dollars, I'm more efficient. I, I pushed out 25 extra units without spending an extra dime in inventory. Now that's 25 extra trade possibilities, F&I opportunities, and so forth. So the more efficient you are with your inventory, the bigger the profitability for the whole volume of the store. But I want to show you here, every time that green line, that average investment goes up, efficiency goes down. So this dealership's efficiency has dropped off from its peak, but back at his peak of efficiency, his average investment was lower. So average investment is huge when it comes to stocking and, again, my current status. Am I hitting my average investment goal? But that definitely is something that you want to track. I had a lot of dealerships I've helped over the years with inventory management. And, and some of them would say, hey, Jason, this is all great. You know, I'm using this system and, um, you know, it's a cool system, but we're not selling any more cars and our gross, average gross is the same. I'm not making much more money. So I don't know if it's worth spending the money on it. But what they didn't notice, what they didn't notice is they went from, you know, selling 150 units on 2 million of inventory to just selling 150 units on 1.5 million of inventory. See, that's a huge difference. So again, they didn't sell any more cars, 150 cars, and maybe 1,500 a copy. But what they did, they went from 2 million carry rate to 1.5 million carry rate. They just put 500 grand in the bank. Either if they're paying cash for their inventory, it's, it's 500 grand sitting in the bank, or it's 500 less floor plan at, at, at interest rate and, and so forth. So at that risk. So that $500,000 is a big impact. Put that toward your average gross or your total gross, and you will see a big difference. So efficiency of your inventory is huge to your overall ROI, okay? So the next thing that you want to look at is kind of what the traditional ROI would be is what is your average gross? In this case, we look at average markup when they sold the car, but let's say the average gross at 1000 bucks, and again, I did it on, a, I sold 100 cars at, thousand dollars so I made a hundred grand and then you divide that by the million in inventory I had a 10% ROI so return on my investment and again you can see where this dealership's ROI has dropped down it was as high as 8% and it's down to 3% and again part of that can be due to that average investment increasing it's harder you know those dollars those high high higher dollar cars usually are Late model program cars, they're more price sensitive, higher day supply, so I have to price them aggressive. There's not as much margin in them, and I'm selling them. I'm not making as much uh, profit potential. So what I'm selling to what I'm carrying gross-wise, my ROI is, is going down. So again, those that's why it's important to track all those other metrics that I've talked about over the last few weeks. If my ROI down is down, why? Is it my pricing? Is it where I'm pushing out by age? Is it my sale rates up? Is it I'm owning them wrong? Is it my average investment? But most indicators is that average investment dollars is moving on you, okay? 
The next thing as we look at is holding cost. Okay, so holding cost is huge. What we do is, um, I think in NCM, if you Google NCM and holding costs, they have an article and a formula how to break it all down. I won't go into it here, but basically what they say, it takes anywhere from about 35 bucks to 50 bucks a day to keep a car in a slot. Okay, you're looking at your expenses. What does it cost to keep this lot going and, what's, and divide it by how many slots you have? And you're looking at how many... Uh, what the average day is. Now, even if you don't know it and don't do the formula, just apply 25 bucks, 40 bucks a day to every car in your lot and figure out what the average holding cost is. So if it's, um, you know, 20 bucks a day and the car is 20 days old, it costs you 400 bucks so far to keep that car there. Now, if the car turns 60 days old, you know, now you're talking 1200 bucks to keep that car there. Now, all of a sudden, if I made a grand on that 60 day old car, but it's costing me 1200 to hold it, it's not, I'm, I'm losing money essentially. And so that holding cost is another indicator that a lot of people don't apply to their average gross. You know, they're high-fiving each other because they're making two grand a copy selling 100 cars. But if they looked at that holding cost and, what it, and, and really this subtracted that number, and my analogy on this is it's like your house. If I said, hey, how much does it cost for you to live in your house? And you say, well, my, my mortgage is two grand. Okay, that's kind of like saying, well, my average gross is two grand. Well, no, hold on. You know, you're living in your house. Do you have an electric bill? Do you have a cable bill? Do you have a phone bill? Do you have a water bill? You know, it really costs you 3500 to live in that house. So, you know, that is holding cost. You might only say two grand a month to my mortgage, but it's really costing you 3500 to live there. Same thing here. I make two grand a copy, but if I apply my holding costs, I might be only walking away with, you know, 200 bucks depending on where I'm pushing that age. So holding costs is huge and you want to drive down your holding costs. This dealer's happened to be as, as high as 700 bucks and it's down was down the 450 range. Right now you can see here I did a screenshot, he's about 550 holding costs. So if his average gross is a grand and if he took out that holding cost, he's making less money right now than he's previously. I have some dealers that's down in the 350, 400 range, and I have some dealers at 800 range. And again, depending on how fast that inventory is moving. So holding costs is huge, and that's really the impact of what your average gross is. So when you're looking at ROI of your inventory, kind of wrapping up here, it's not just your average gross and how many volumes and your total sales or total gross. You got to be breaking this stuff down and seeing each week is that numbers are those numbers improving or not, and if they're not, you got to understand where you got to make adjustments, and that's where the last two weeks I'm talking about where those adjustments need to be made. So I hope this was helpful. You know, Auto Dealer Live is next. Stay tuned for the show and see you next week. Thanks.